You're listening to the Coached by Dan podcast. Dan is an online coach and personal trainer with the goal of helping you become the happiest, healthiest, and most confident version of yourself you can be. Here, we talk about all things health, fitness, and mindset related to help you achieve anything you set your mind to. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's podcast. So, guys, welcome back to the Coached by Dan podcast. We're up to episode nine. Um, thanks so much for listening. Uh, today, we are joined with the none other than Mr. Larry Doyle. Larry, how are you getting on? I'm good, mate. I'm good. Fantastic. So, yeah, so I have Larry on today, and uh, we're going to be going over the topic of kind of the importance of enjoying the foods you're eating and, you know, the importance of actually having an actually and how to actually create a really healthy relationship with your diet and, of course, the foods you're eating, because I feel like... You know, from following Larry on social media for such a long time now, it's kind of, it's something I see you post about and talk about quite a lot. So I feel like it's a subject you're very passionate, also very knowledgeable about. Yeah, um, I, I guess first of all, I'll preface it that I'm not a nutritionist um, to kind of throw it out there. And uh, I kind of follow the mantra of staying in your lane quite a bit. Uh, that as like PT, like we've got some qualifications in nutrition and PN and stuff like that, but um, that we're kind of, I'm not going to be like prescribing any, you know, kind of uh, outline basics that will, you know, absolutely be able to solve and fix everyone's nutritional issues, but kind of we'll be able to cover over kind of the, the coaching side of things, I guess, as well too. And um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's an interesting thing and in how it's developing and something that we see more of like that everyone can train and everyone is like training is never the problem for people. It's like nutrition is the thing. And it's like, if you can nail that down, you can do whatever you want outside of it with your physique and with your, your lifestyle and all that too. So it's kind of, a, it, it's something that we've taken much of a closer eye towards, um, you know, that everyone again does the, the easy thing, which is the training, the exercise, and they kind of tend to shy away from the nutrition side of things because it takes a little bit more work um, and a little bit more detail. And, you know, from the, the client's perspective, it's, they find that that's the trickiest one. So they tend to kind of shy away from it, you know? Yeah. I couldn't agree anymore. Um, I think, yeah, the, of the two, if you if you you call them the two the the two big pictures to train nutrition. Nutrition is definitely the one that I find with clients is always the the harder one to kind of implement new habits and a mindset in towards it. Well, so, it's the other twenty three hours, right? Yeah, exactly. It's the other twenty three yeah. hours of your day, like a significant portion of the rest of it. Yeah. <laughs> so, brilliant. So, before we go in, uh, Larry, if you want to tell everyone about yourself, what it is you do? Yeah. Um, so, uh, I've I guess I had a a lengthier um, part in the kind of the, the, the fitness industry at the moment. Uh, it's 14, 15 years I've kind of been working in the industry for. Wow. Um, 30, 34 now. So I've been kind of working in it since I've been 18, 19, 20. Um, so it's kind of branched over quite a bit. And I, I guess you kind of tend to see a lot of trends coming and going in that time frame as well. But um, and like I've, I've had a, a different journey through the whole thing myself from, from getting into it from a sporting perspective initially at the start, uh, you know, working in leisure centers, working in different gyms as it's kind of going over the years and then getting into kind of a competitive bodybuilding background and then progressing from there into uh, a lot more focused PT work on the floor and then progressing into an online coaching element now. Um, and then kind of developing what we have now, essentially that it's coming from more of a one-to-one to to kind of a group model to, uh, you know, like our affiliate coaching model that we're kind of doing on a broader scale base now as well too. So it's kind of been a, 
uh, decent evolution over that time frame uh, that's that's been quite lengthy um, I'm starting to find more gray hairs now at the moment so I'm kind of figuring out I'm in this <laughs> a little bit too long <laughs> fantastic yeah no I remember sure I remember I'm so I'm 22 now I started training back when I was 16 and I remember turning maybe 17 just turned a few years into or a few months into being 17 I joined uh, Southside strength and fitness yes. and I would, have seen, I would have seen you there at the odd time uh, training PT yeah, back yeah, and, I, yeah. and uh yeah, like I was like, because I would have followed you from then up until obviously now, mm. and like the, the like the almost the, the change, the transformation in kind of in that time. Well, in, in, do you know what? It's it's kind of I've always had this approach with a lot of the clients that I've had, yeah. um, and I I do prep and I do coach, you know, very 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 small handful of you for um, bodybuilding competitions and shows and stuff. But like, it's ninety nine percent of gen pop, and I guess that it would have been my identity to be the bodybuilder and I would have like posted stuff about bodybuilding because I didn't think anyone else was really interested in hearing what else I had to say because, you know, putting up a bench PB is cool or yeah. putting up a squat PB is cool and like you get some traction, that's cool. But like, then, you know, we always would have kind of gone with that line of like that uh, holistic approach with the nutrition and lifestyle and stuff as well. Um, but then I guess with the social media coming up that little bit more and kind of realizing that there's a broader spectrum that we can appeal to with that, that we kind of start, um, there was much less, um, I, I understood more that people didn't really give a shit about my abs or my bench and that they really cared more about their own abs and their own bench and their own nutrition and lifestyle, as opposed to like, here's me doing something awesome. You know, I'm a highly motivated, highly dedicated athlete versus, you know, Mary Jane, who's 40 and got two kids and stressed out and cannot relate remotely to me. Um, so it kind of, it's, it's progressed that way a lot that it's kind of understanding the needs of people as opposed to like thinking that they want to see, uh, your own, uh, vanity, <laughs> I guess, from that element with the social media side of things. So it's been, yeah, I think that's something that like, uh, if any other trainers are kind of listening to this, you know, <laughs> post more about them and less about you. Sweet. Yeah. Couldn't agree yeah. anymore. Fair point. Fair point. And I suppose on that, it kind of segues nicely into, again, the topic we're going to be talking about today. So the importance of actually enjoying your, the food you eat and how to actually create a really healthy relationship towards food. So I suppose the first thing I want to ask is kind of, so from my experience, when people hear the term having a healthy relationship with your diet, they get kind of confused. Um, so what would you yourself like define um, as like a healthy relationship with your food as being? Uh, I would define it as um, an integrated approach with your lifestyle towards uh, so many other things, like because when people think about nutrition, right, they just think about abs and you know losing body fat and that stuff. And it's like, well, nutrition is like that's one element of it. That's yeah. like a very very small section that aids your performance in your recovery and your body fat and whatever. But then there's like nutrition with your family, nutrition out of you know with your partner. It's like being able to eat out. It's been able to eat in. It's been knowledgeable about cooking. It's been you know there's there's a far broader spectrum of the whole thing. Um, that needs to be taken into consideration. So I would, I would kind of say that like a healthy approach to nutrition would be a broader approach encompassing everything outside of fitness that allows you to live a far more yeah, relaxed and controlled lifestyle, incorporating your health. Cool, yeah. I think that's a, one point you mentioned there about literally kind of, I think when it comes to, I suppose, kind of, watching your nutrition so to speak it's kind of like people kind of focus purely on the calories taken in the protein the carbs the fats but they kind of forget about the the human aspect of actually you know yeah. having having a dinner with your family you know eating out with your 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 significant other this and that they kind of they kind of forget that side of actually you know enjoying and having and actually you know being able to do that and not feel guilty as opposed to just thinking right 
how many grams of this meeting, sticking to my fitness pal, that's that done. Do you know, that's that's it. Like in the grand scheme of things, I like of course if you're if you're someone who's new looking to get get into like losing body weight that kind of way, yes, it's important to kind of factor in from like for some people, but like also like you said there, like there's there's significant importance in kind of the rest of it. If that makes sense. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, I mean, like you like there is you know if you have got this nutrition approach where it's like nailed right up to like 6 p.m. and then you go home and you can't have like your dinner with your family where you've got to take out your Tupperware and you know they're having the rest of their food and you're having your food I mean like right if you're in like a very extreme phase of like competition prep like that 99.999% of us will never be in then that's cool do that you know you might have to do it but like for the other you know, 99.999% of us who have to look at that, we need to be able to have this balanced approach. And I guess that's the elusive term with it all that everyone's wanting to seek that, you know, they should be able to have that ice cream or have that pizza or have that thing and, and really enjoy the moment and enjoy that time with it as well too, but also be able to revert back to what is the other side of the balance then as well of having, you know, that healthier, nutritious approach, I guess, to their food too. Um, but it, it shouldn't be all chicken and broccoli. You know, you should be able to incorporate all that food in and kind of have that uh, more relaxed approach towards your nutrition while still getting towards your goals. Exactly. Yeah. It's kind of have like be having your nutrition line with the goals, but do it in a way that you can really enjoy and like not feel guilty about, you know, because the last thing you want something doing is, you know, having a tub of wet, have a few scoops of ice cream, have a slice of pizza and just be like, do you know what? I hate the fact that I've just done that. Like, mm. what, like, for people listening to this right now who would kind of relate in the sense of like, oh, I've, I may have had a half a pizza yesterday, I may have had a full pizza yesterday, like a tub of Ben and Jerry's and just feel like absolute shit after it. Mm. What would you say is the biggest piece of advice for them who are kind of struggling to well, not feel guilty? This is the thing is like, I guess when we, when we talk about this flexible approach to nutrition, it, it's almost like we're like pizza pushers that was like, you have to eat pizza to enjoy your lifestyle. And it's like, well, if you don't enjoy it or you don't enjoy it, that's cool as well. But like find the stuff you enjoy that you can genuinely incorporate it into your lifestyle as well too. And like people feel then that, you know, if you feel genuinely good on the food you eat, you know, you should generally kind of veer towards more of that. And you know, that if you find that you feel completely crap after having a, an ice cream, it's like probably should stay away from that regardless of like, if you're trying to enjoy that social occasion, you know, it's, it's like, you can still do that and not have the ice cream too, you know? So, so it's like understanding that you don't have to have this, uh, IIFYM approach if you want to go that way with it, where everyone tries to fit in loads of crap. It's like some people don't, and then some people do. And it's like, you know, it's, it's down to their own personal preference, essentially that it should, their approach should marry with the lifestyle they want to have. You know, that it, it shouldn't be kind of dictated by the physique they want to have as opposed to the lifestyle they want to have, you know? Yeah, sweet, we agree. And then, yeah, so kind of on that as well, with the holiday of kind of like, you know, obviously, you know, oh, if you don't like this, don't eat if you eat what you enjoy. I suppose another big thing people kind of have, an, again, people who are kind of not so much in the know or kind of listen to this with a kind of a, an open air, an open mind about it, it's kind of like, it's so, especially with clients of my, with my, my experience with clients beforehand, it's kind of an idea of, you know, people associate, you know, a quote unquote healthy diet with these really bland foods mm. and they kind of go into, you know, this, you know, oh, the diet starts Monday idea with yeah. kind of, you know, I'm going to be, like we said before that we're going to nail the chicken, broccoli, rice, just really bland foods because that's what they would associate with, you know, a, again, quote unquote healthy diet, sustainable or kind of diet that will get them in line with the goals they set themselves. So like, what would you think would be the, like the, for anyone listening now, what would you find like, would be the biggest flaw with that kind of approach to your diet? Well, like, I'll, I'll say to people, right, so let's look at your structure for the food for the week. 
can you genuinely get to Friday eating this type of food? And it's like, okay, can you get to the next Friday actually genuinely eating this type of food? And if the answer is like a definite, I'll say like, there's no maybe, there's no kinda. It's either a definite yes or definite no. And if it veers towards that, if it's a definite no, it's like, right, we need to look at restructuring that. And, you know, it, it needs to, like, I guess people have this, uh, you know, idea in their head of like this uh, um, concept of like there is good and bad foods. And if they have the bad foods, that that's it completely done. And, you know, it eradicates every one of the meals. Um, but it's, it's having that inclusive um, taste bud, I guess, that you're not excluding those kind of foods and, and ensuring that uh, it's like... I'll always say, like, have you got uh, texture? Have you got flavor? Have you got color? Have you got variety? Have you got uh, taste? You know, and all these things. And it's like, if it doesn't tick those boxes, you should probably go back and look at. But like, I think a major thing that people lack uh, now at the moment is actually culinary skills. And it's like that they haven't got the ability or they don't trust themselves to actually make that meal. And they get like, okay, so that like bland food is really easy to make. And that's kind of the extent of their culinary ability. Um, so I often say to people, it's like, right, let's skip buying that tub of protein this month for 50 quid and let's go on like a cookery class, you know, actually expand your culinary skills. And this like, it opens up different avenues for people to go down where you now get a little bit of education on how to cook. And then it's like, it opens up all these new aisles in the shop, in the shop that they can actually go down. It's like, well, I actually know now how to put that into my food and that tasted amazing. And I know what calories in there. I know what's there and it, it suits my lifestyle. And I can put that in and it tastes far better than bland chicken and broccoli. And it's like, it, it gives them this new uh, skill set uh, and a little bit more trust. And I think that's a huge thing that people don't genuinely trust themselves to be able to make this kind of food. And I don't think they have the ability to do it. Um, so then it's like where we, like it, it's a big part of our education is like where we like teach people how to cook and I'm not a chef by any means, but like, I'm like, I get questions all the time. It's like, how do you make, you know, that the slow cooker beef or whatever? It looks amazing. It's like people literally don't trust themselves to flick on a slow cooker and walk away from it. That they think there's some magic around it or there's some allure that like trainers have this secret. I haven't a clue how to cook. I will literally just bang flavor into a pan and if it works, it tastes amazing. And if it doesn't, I'll try it slightly different the next time and I'm okay with it. And I think that if, if people start to explore taste and flavor that little bit more and realize that they can still kind of stay on track with their goals and it makes it all far more enjoyable as a lifestyle, you know, to be able to do that. So it's like roundabout ways, like people need to learn how to cook <laughs> essentially. Yeah, sweet. No, it makes, it makes sense. And I think, I think actually I'm thinking about it now while you're saying that, I think it was in my post of yours a couple of years ago um, or a while ago even. Um, that I would say to clients kind of like, well, how you're eating now, will you be able to, you know, eat that way in the next two months, the next six months, the next year, mm -hmm. the next 10, 20, 30 is like, again, like I've, I've had a client come to me actually recently who did one of these eight week challenge and they lost like fucking 15, 16, 17 pounds. And we were talking about what they're eating. And I was like, right, if you were to take like the, not even just the food, but like the lifestyle, but like obviously the food more so mm -hmm. and like ask yourself, would I be able to, eat like this for the next not even looking for like 30 20 10 years from now but like could you eat like that for the next three six months and they were like no it was it was it was tough going it's like yeah well you know if you're going into i, I was chatting actually i was on a chat chat with someone last week in the podcast and it's kind of going to deal with like people associate or at least people some people who kind of who go about their kind of their goals in terms of their, their dieting whatever um with this approach to nutrition because they kind of again like they wouldn't know any better it's kind of sense like oh well i've i've seen people lose weight with this crash diet i'm going to try this crash diet and then they kind of go off associating for example weight loss with these crazy eight to 12 week diet plans mm -hmm. and then you know they, they lose the initial bit of weight but 
they either kind of hate it, kind of relapse, and they kind of it all comes back on afterwards, and kind of yeah. they're like, oh, do you know what? Well, dieting isn't for me. I can't diet because I just put it back on afterwards. And I think it's it's kind of like that. They kind of have the approach of a really unsustainable diet with foods they don't like, and if it's kind of you know if they were able to make these results, maybe take a little bit longer than the eight weeks because you know realistically, if you're going to lose fucking 25, 30 pounds in eight weeks, it's kind of like probably something you know, drastic going on there. How about we, we look at this from a different perspective and think, let's you know, look at the long game. Let's look at foods we actually enjoy and look to create a diet that we can sustain and enjoy long-term so that you know, the way you're eating now, you can do the same thing in the next 10, 20, 30 years, be flexible with enjoy food you like, but still be on, tracks, be on track even um, with the goals you've set yourself. Do you know? Mm. Yeah, and like it's it's people want this instant gratification, um, and that's like that's with everything, right? It's not just with health and fitness. They want like the Ferrari now. They don't want to have to like put in the hours of work to get there or whatever. And the same, they want the diet that's going to get them results now. But it's like what we look at is okay. How does the the after after look? So this is something that would have taken from Luke Lehman with like the muscle nerds, where Luke talks about the after after. So like the before and after is cool getting there, but what's your exit strategy? What's your plan for after? How do you plan on looking there? And it's like you were saying, like, do you plan on being able to eat like that? And it's like, I don't want to say as well, like, I'm okay with people taking, you know, phases of like dedicated time and 10 weeks and getting it done and then coming back out of it, but not prolonging it where they're trying to, they're on this roundabout, you know, perpetually of, of like being constantly stuck there up for 52 weeks a year. It's like, get on with your diet, do it in 10 weeks, come back out of it with, you know, the healthier approach over that 40 week the next 42 weeks and it's kind of it allows you to maintain slowly out of that um as opposed to like constantly trying to be diet because this is the thing like everyone is dieting non-stop and it's like they're not putting in phases of maintenance or putting in phases of like lean gain progress as well um and it, it's something that was, i'm like okay let's just dedicate this time uh, it doesn't again have to be bland it doesn't have to be completely uh, vanilla for the whole thing but it's like let's actually dedicate this time do it get it done and get out of it and then it's like we can work on that after after then as well as like putting people in the best position to come back out of it, improving their, you know, relationship with food and their relationship with training and exercise and everything on top too. So, I mean, it's, it's something that needs to be um, looked at, you know, as opposed to just the before and after is like the after after, I think is like it's something that needs to be put in there. Yeah. I think the, the, the before and after, like the photos, the kind of that kind of transformation is cool, but it's being able to like think, Grant, I love how I'm looking now. I love how I'm feeling now. How can I then maintain that for the rest of my life? Yeah, people, you know, they'll have these like eight week plans, right? And they'll, they'll do this and they'll get massive results in their head. That's the only way they can now get results. So if they want to go back on the diet, the Monday after they have a blowout after the eight weeks, it's like they go straight back to the start point of that eight week diet. Then I'll have a blowout and then they go straight back because that's the only way they'll, they'll feel as possible. Um, so I think as coaches, it's a big thing that we manage expectations. And that we actually put that in of, of to like, you know, explain to people and really, you know, black and white, put it down there about what the loss is going to be like, what the reversing is going to be like back out of it, or what the expectations is going to be, as opposed to like, great, you've done your diet, let's go back to maintenance now. Like people don't know what maintenance is, or they don't know what that phase is like. So a lot of it is down to the coaching, and like coaches need to take that ownership of like that. If the client doesn't have success with it, it's most likely the coach's fault on the after after or the coming out of it phase. So it's like, it's looking at that, that if anyone is kind of thinking about doing a phase with coaching and i'm not here just to promote you know mine or your coach it was like actually have your look at like the coach's approach with it and like is it just loads of before and afters is there like after afters as well too and like that's that's the biggest thing it's like um having that there uh with those approaches you know that again it's like 
<laughs> ensuring that there is that phase afterwards that you're able to get back out of it. And it's, it's managing those expectations from the coach's point of view. Yes, we love that. I mean, yeah, the, the expectations of managing that is huge because I know it's, it's people who are, again, it's people who, who are coming into this kind of idea of, you know, I want to lose weight, this kind of stuff. And it's fantastic that they're being proactive about that. But it's, again, making them aware of like, you know, we can, we can, we can have you losing weight. We can, we can do that with your commitment that kind of way. It, it's, we can totally do it. But it's understanding that like it's not just, you know, that's it's one piece of the puzzle. Yeah. You've still got the next, you know, you know, the, the weeks, the months, the years after that and, and like getting to that point and being happy with it, but you know, learning how do we maintain that sustainability for the next however long you want. It, it, it's educating them about the process as opposed to the outcome. And this yeah. is like everyone wants that outcome. Uh, they don't think about the process at all. They're not uh, I guess the, the process is not just put forward to them about like here's actually what we can get out of this as opposed to like just bringing you back to maintenance it's like okay we can actually put in more flexible approach with your food or you'll have more a uh, broader variety of calories that you can handle or you can increase your types of food you're eating and it's 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 just all these um, processes that people are overlooking as opposed to just like oh shit I've got to go back on higher calories now that's dangerous I'm going to get fat so it's like you've got to educate them about the process as well of coming in and out of that. And I think that's a huge missing factor um, that everyone is just focused on the outcome. Yeah, I think one thing you touched on there a second ago was the idea of coming back to higher calories and the stigma around that. Because mm. again, people associate, of course, like having more calories with, of course, then the reason they are gaining weight or the reason as to why they now want to lose it. And so when they come out of a phase of, you know, being a little lower calories, the point of maybe let's, let's, let's bump it up a little bit and kind of have you like, maintain that. They're kind of, they, they have the idea of, mm-hmm. oh, well, beforehand that made me gain a lot of weight. But, you know, it, it's, it's breaking that, that stigma and that mindset around. And it kind of, yeah, kind of changing their attitude and how they perceive the idea of having higher calories in the sense of like it won't necessarily have you blow back up again to where you potentially were before. Yeah, know? it's like if you put in a, it's like a controlled approach gives a controlled outcome. An erratic approach gives an erratic outcome. So I'm like, I'm like, okay, you've got the blue pill or the red pill. You can take whichever one you want, but like, you know, what's going to be the outcome of that. Um, and it, it's like, given that, you know, awareness of the controlled approach of what's going to happen and making them aware that like, you know, calories up uh, doesn't necessarily equate to weight going up, which is, it can also equate to that obviously, but there's like, what, what are the positives? And all the SP is like, okay, what's the actual positives of having more calories in your diet? And then look, like, let's not ignore the negatives as well. It's like, let's actually talk about this and understand where they're coming from. Uh, and if we can have that discussion, it, it creates this open air about it as opposed to, well, I'm just going to ignore it and I'm going to see what happens. People are more controlled. They're more in control. And if you can give them the tools that they're aware and they have the ability to to know what's going to go on and uh, and kind of understand the the expectations of what's happening over that um, the the process is far easier to get buy into as well as opposed to like oh let's just see what happens because like people are petrified uh, to increase their calories because they just they they think calories up weight goes up everything is gone to shit you know versus calories down weight goes down I feel happy um, so we got to look at the, the pros and cons and the, the the pluses and negatives with all this but actually explore both sides as opposed to like let's only look at the pluses. You know, but we have to make them aware of everything else that's that's there on both sides, you know. Yeah. And I suppose another idea of that could be a sense of, you know, if with someone looking to lose weight, I'm talking a lot about people who want to lose weight now, but for someone who wants to lose weight, I suppose that's been the goal in their mind for so long now. Yeah. And it's kind of a case of they've gotten to that point now, it's kind of like, well, now what do I do? It's the whole identity thing as well, yeah. right? Like they'll identify as a dieter, they'll identify as someone who does cardio, they'll identify as someone who is in a calorie deficit. And it's like, 
well, now that was my identity. Like, what the hell is this new thing? You know, it's completely uncharted territory, especially like for a lot of females. They'll go into like lean gain phases and they'll just associate it with getting huge and putting on gross amounts of muscle tissue and not want to get too big. But again, that's like, uh, it's, it's down to, I guess, what they're visually consuming with a lot of it. And a lot of people look at like, you, you know, you're not going to have a lot of ordinary people uh, posting like ordinary results on social media because it doesn't look so cool right and it's like they'll look at like competitors and look at like these outrageous things and it's like they get uh, the ideas get a little bit confused and flustered with like between gen pop thinking that they should be taking like that bodybuilding approach and like this off season and hashtag gains and all this and it's like they get confused with their identity um and they just assume that they're going to get big fat and fluffy you know they'll, they'll start using these words you know around this and it's like it's been aware of that uh, but it's it's removing that identity um, and looking at again at like the process of what they're actually going to gain from that. Uh, I think it's huge. Yeah, kind of really more. Yeah, I think it's kind of opening people's eyes to the idea of there's there's more to life than than dieting, and then you know have them just really enjoy that that whole other side of mm. their nutrition and their their life going forward with it. Um, another thing I really want to talk to you about is the idea of kind of taking the first step. So there's obviously a lot of people out there now who just, you know, they're, they're kind of on the same, on the, on the wavelength we're talking about there. I've kind of, you know, think of eating foods that again, just they're bland, they're boring, they're not great. They're kind of really just, they want to like lose weight. They want to do X, Y, and Z, but they're just really struggling to handle the nutrition side of it. Mm -hmm. If you were to kind of, again, hypothetical situation, if someone sat there in front of you right now and they're saying, Larry, I hate my diet. I just, I hate how I eat. We'll be like the first few kind of crucial steps into not, I'm not going to say totally transform their mindset and how they perceive diet. What would say be the first few crucial steps in starting to see a change and so and how someone has a and someone's relationship with their diet? Uh, so, like, if they're coming with not a disordered approach, I guess, but a an uneducated approach, it's like you've got to give them education first and lay down the foundations, right? So it's like this is the house you want to build. You've got to put down the foundation. So I'm like, from a coach's perspective, it's giving them that education and kind of creating that awareness, but also managing the expectations like we were talking about, that most likely they're not going to be in a good enough position to diet, that they've probably been trying to diet like forever and they're, I don't say like the metabolism thing, but like metabolism could be a bit sluggish and they have to go down that route and they have to look at many other factors and like they have to tidy up their lifestyle because they right now are a direct outcome of their lifestyle and their habits and everything else that's around that. So they've got to be cleaned up as well. And you can't be like, right, here's your new habits, go do those and be happy and lose weight. And some people will, and that's like the dramatic transformations again, you'll see, and that's cool. But like, you've got to look at how long it's taken someone to get there into the current position they're in. It's not going to take like a similar time frame. If you've been getting fat for 10 years, it's not going to get 10 years to get lean, but it's like, there is, uh, steps that you're going to have to go through in terms of laying down that foundation. So like, uh, and managing expectations. So, I mean, like from that perspective, it's like, right, looking at where they're at first and then putting in interventions and putting in that little bit of education as to how we can clean up the lifestyle that little bit more. Uh, and actually looking at like, they're just thinking calories and training and reps and sets, but I'm like stress, digestion, uh, sleep. So it's like the three S's sleep, shit, stress, right? Look at those straight away. And it's like assessing those and people are like, well, I want to, do the calorie thing, but you're telling me I need to go like sleep two extra hours. It's like, or we're going to look at your, how you actually setting up your sleep routine, stuff like that. So it's giving them all these habits and putting those in place. And that's essentially the foundation that's going to allow them. It's, it's putting the ball back in their court 
that they can now move the needle whichever way they want to, be it lean gain, be it fat loss, be it it improving from whatever aspect. But you've got to work on those fundamental basics first uh, and putting that in place to create that successful platform. Yeah, it's like, it's the idea of, you know, someone, it's it's kind of a, it's something that they've been trying to do for so long, but, you know, it's, 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 it's sometimes the case where they kind of come to people like yourself and myself who, you know, can help them improve that relationship. They're kind of like, they're kind of, they're kind of thinking the way they're, they're, they're finding it kind of hard to get out of the way they've been approaching it. And all of a sudden you throw a brand new approach of, hey, okay, let's not dive straight into this really aggressive approach to your diet. Let's take a step back and kind of, you know, hmm you know, manage your stress, sleep a little more, you know, eat more foods you enjoy. And then once you kind of, you see like the more you start enjoying it, then let's look into kind of, okay, how can, how can we optimize it now to ensure you're kind of losing the weight you want to lose? Mm. Like this, the thing, like people have come in, it's like, I want to lose weight now. And it's like, okay, that's cool. I, you have to understand that they want, that's their wants as well. It's like they, they have these needs and it's like, I'll just literally say, how has that worked out for you before? Like how has the fast approach worked out for you? And it's like making them answer that question. like, well, it hasn't. And it's like, okay, where did you fall down? It's like, well, I was really stressed and I was really tired and I was like, couldn't manage any of my food and, you know, but I need to get on with it now and do all these sets and reps and do all this and, you know, food prep and everything. I was like, well, you know, let's, let's look at where the downfalls were previously and actually put that, you know, interventions in place to fix those. And then we know that's in there and like we can, we can start working on that and, and build on those successes, you know, and it's, it's the biggest, biggest thing. It's like, once you find out where downfalls were for the individual, Sweet, yeah, and uh, I think something you touched on there with the idea of kind of being stressed out with your diet, like stress, just on, pe- on how people eat and how they kind of even digest food that kind of way. It's such a it's such a big thing. I think people kind of tend to overlook, and especially kind of topical now, being amidst this pandemic. Mm-hmm. I think, or when well, I think I, I've I've seen with a few people I know, a few clients that you know not working as much as they were before and not being able to see the people they love that kind of way it's stressing them massively and that's you can see a pretty big correlation to their diet just kind of going through the roof that kind of way and just you know binging that kind of way like how would you kind of kind of topical now like obviously with everything going on i know you can't really you know say like it's very individual per the person but like when it comes to stress eating kind of for everyone who kind of isn't sure like how, how does stress eating kind of work and how would you go about kind of helping someone manage that a broad topic. Very broad topic, I'm realizing now. <laughs> we, could, we could go down the, the absolute tunnel of this. Um, but again, it's like, it's, it's like, trying, like trainers trying to be dietitians. We've also not got to be counselors for people too. And it's like, we've got to understand that like, people are coming to us with all sorts of issues and all sorts of problems and all sorts of you know, baggage essentially with that too. Um, and that until they deal with those for the most part and do a lot of like internal work you're not going to manage a lot of those stresses but like we can put in some lifestyle stuff right where we can look at like you know how's their sleep how's their um like looking at what they're consuming with their eyes you know and their ears and, and stuff like this especially now at the moment it's like right maybe you don't need to be watching the news so much maybe you don't need to be scrolling on social media so much but like there's a lot of underlying issues that people are going to have too that are like way out of our scope to deal with you know and it's it's like been okay maybe to offload those as well but like if we've got someone uh, that's coming in um yeah i'm I'm trying to think of scenarios that i don't want to like go down too many rabbit holes with yeah yeah. uh, on this you know um but it's it's look like there's actually it's funny there's like two camps at the moment right of people who are like extremely stressed and then there's others who are like 
this is all right. I'm like, they're, they're kicking back and they're on holidays at the moment too. Uh, like I've got clients and like something we'll do is like, we'll measure the rest and heart rate and we'll kind of see how they're, they're coping with that at the moment. I've got clients who are like, the rest and heart rate's gone down like 15 beats yeah. on average. And then we've got clients who are like up 25. I'm like, fuck, you know, so we've obviously got to look at how we're managing those stresses and, you know, those binge eating for those people. But like, for the most part, um, their approach with food doesn't mirror what they need. So they're putting in what they want uh, or what they think they want versus what they need. So there's like a lot of people are like trying to eat, you know, breakfast is like the biggest one. It's like people are putting loads of calories in their breakfast, but they're like binging at nighttime. I'm like, well, let's maybe move a lot of food to where you need it, you know, as opposed to like, you don't necessarily need breakfast. Let's put food to the nighttime where it's going to negate that binge eating, uh, where it's going to negate that response. And it's like a lot of people feel like, it's like, do you know what? I feel really satiated and I'm, because you know, a lot of people have like all this downtime they're quite bored and in the evening time is like when they'll start like picking and it's not necessarily stressing it's just like boredom eating you know and it's like putting the calories where these people need it and it's like because they're generally a little bit busier during the daytime they're doing more things and then like they find that they're just binging at nighttime so it's like right let's put in an intervention there and see what needs to happen um and essentially putting food where they need it uh, from that perspective um but again, like there's there's a whole host of things that we could go down, like with the stress room, and it's like it's it's such a messy network. I think it's a, it's a, it's a yeah, it's it's a messy network, and it's also just a, it's a podcast in itself. <laughs> yes, absolutely, and it's like for someone that's far more yeah. qualified than yeah, I am yeah, on yeah. this subject too with it all, you know. Brilliant, yeah, sweet, sounds good. Listen, that's fantastic, and I think almost kind of. I think we touched on a good bit there in terms of kind of like again with like when it comes to kind of of course like making really healthy like relationship with your diet, enjoying foods you like, and of course it's it's. I suppose the big thing to look at to kind of start wrapping up, I suppose it's kind of when you're looking to diet, you know, it's kind of understanding, I think, in my opinion, it's kind of understanding, it's trying to get into the, get the idea of this is a small part of your life. Mm-hmm. You've also got to understand there's more to come after it. Do you know? Yeah, I suppose, yeah. yeah, with dieting and kind of your mindset and kind of relationship with foods, kind of building a relationship that will, you know, complement what you're doing right now and your goals right now, but will also with the same kind of approach complement what you do next year in five years time and 10 years time. Do you know mm. what I mean? Yeah. Um, there's this um, kind of cyclical thing that a lot of people overlook in terms of actually setting up their nutrition for the year. And like for a lot of like normal people, let's like put the pandemic aside for a minute. Cause that's mm. a, like an extraordinary scenario. And let's like think about like a more normal scenario that uh, there's this like cyclical approach that I'll look at like with people that let's start with um, Christmas time. Right. So people go off the rails, put on body fat, lifestyle gets a little bit hectic and they get back to January. January's the start of like the dieting phase. And then that's cool. We'll, we'll be pretty strict and dry January and all this. And it's like leads up towards Easter and everyone's like relatively good. And then it's like midterm break and like Easter and chocolate and downtime and people get fat again. Right? And then it's like, shit, I'm in my bikini and like, 12 weeks i've got like summer is coming up so like then people start dieting again and then like to relax a little bit over the summer and then like september's the new january and people like get back into routine and schools are back and colleges are back and you know all that crap and then it's like people start dieting again towards christmas so it's like looking at these phases because like that's how a lot of people's lifestyle will work around it's like the school year essentially um and you've got to kind of give respect to that too because like this is when people want to be lean and this is when people need a little bit more flexibility and if you can kind of plan that out that like you know trying to diet over christmas let's say for example is not exactly the most ideal scenario for anyone because they're going to obviously need more calories there yeah uh versus trying to bulk during the summertime probably not the best idea like not bulk i'll say a lean gain right so people want to be a little bit leaner 
And it's like looking at that and kind of looking in advance with a lot of people. If someone comes to me in like November and say like, I want to start dieting. I'm like, well, how realistic is that to actually put in place right now at the moment? Let's maybe look at some other avenues and manage those expectations as well. And it's like, if you can forecast that a little bit longer, it's like you're saying, it's like, how do you plan on doing this in uh, weeks and months and everything down the line? It's like, if you look in advance and kind of take that year view and like, plan that out with people and it's like okay well this is where we might look at putting in that fat phase this is where we might look at putting in that lean gain phase and like you can cycle around those and like look at okay these are the habits that we might need to work on or that phase and then this is like the, the, the things that might pop up here and you know you're obviously going to have curveballs and it can only be like a bit of a blueprint to work off that um, but if you can kind of factor that in and, and look around that whole year approach as opposed to like i'm gonna diet for 52 weeks and be super lean all year round it's like well that's not possible and it's looking at that approach of, of when things return to normal and um, that we can actually plan that out and structure that out and look in advance. And like what you're doing is creating this landscape for people. It's like, okay, well, I'm all right with that because I've only got, you know, maybe three months of like focused dieting and then another three months of like bringing my calories up and maybe another three of like dieting. And you're only dieting, you know, for, I don't want to say half the year, for a portion of the year, let's say a quarter of the year. And then the other, you know, three quarters, you're working on building a lot of habits. You're looking on building your calories and building strength and building all those other processes. Um, and I think it's, it's looking at that and forecasting those uh, for people. It's, it's really, really important to actually look at that as opposed to like, I'm just going to diet. There's no end. You know, and it, it kind of comes this very blurry thing that they don't have as much focus on. Perfect. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, like it's, it's encompassing everything. Do you know, mm. like, 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 like you say, like the, the school year, like there's Christmas and then there's, you know, there's, there's the Easter and the eggs and there's summer. I won't be leaving for summer. This mm. happens. And then you come back up all of a sudden it's September, Christmas is coming. Oh, I don't want to be big for Christmas. So I have the idea in my head of not putting loads away because I probably will over Christmas. It's, it's, it's taking, it's taking the year and it's taking everything into account and real and figuring out how can I, you know, be aligned with my goals in this kind of way and do the sustainability and be realistic about it mm. with life and events that just, well, like, let's look at Easter, like it's only after happening, you know, the other week. And it's like, yeah. loads of people are trying to like swim against the current. Like chocolate is omnipresent and like you probably should be able to factor it into your intake. But like, well, I've got to eat healthy because I'm on my diet. It's like maybe you need to put in a diet break around that time. Or maybe you need to have that phase where you've got like a lot more calories leading in towards that. Because then you can manage these events because like Easter is going to happen every year. Christmas is going to happen every year, regardless of pandemics or not. It still happened. And it's like, you need to have that little bit more of that forecasting in advance there that you can actually factor these things in and, and make more success because if you create more stress around that phases of dining and then it becomes just more negative approach because like people are like stressed out of their mind thinking that they've got like six weeks to easter and how am i going to diet through and then it's like oh shit there's easter eggs on the shelf now already and it's like how do i manage all this around and it's like it's it's creating more of a it's kind of putting that fuck it button in front of people that they want to go smash that little bit like <laughs> You know, um, which is it's, it's something you want to avoid and kind of create that more of a successful route as opposed to one that's going to be a little bit more challenging you know amazing yeah makes total sense and it's it's yeah it's, it's the most sustainable approach i can think of just like yeah like enjoying what you're doing but just make it work is kind of the 100 the best way to talk about it sweet um listen i think we touched on pretty much everything i can think of there unless anything you feel like we can add there to Oh, we, we could just we could we get yeah, we could tell you it's, it's a topic hours. you get to topic you get to um, as well as if, if there's like it's people still want instant gratification right and yeah. we can talk about this so long-term approach and you know play the long game and all this crap because like people are like well I still want my abs yesterday so yeah. you know how can we kind of put that in um so it's again just 
it's down to coaches more than anything that we able to that we're able to manage these expectations and like still get people results because I'm like if someone comes to me and I'm like well we're gonna you know do all this work and we're gonna get you results you know we're gonna start losing fat in six months they're gonna be like see you bye you know good yeah. luck and it's like we've got to still manage that uh, their expectations of being able to still deliver a result too you know um, so it's, it's having that in place and having those conversations with people but like I think that's the, the biggest thing is like people need to honestly look at the approaches that they're trying to take and see is it actually in line with my goals is is my lifestyle in line with my goals and is what I want in line with what I need and you know there, there's so many of those factors that need to be taken into consideration as opposed to do you know what it's Monday it's a great day to diet I'm going to start now and it was like they didn't realize that there's so many more roadblocks that might be ahead uh, and I, I think it's just looking in advance as opposed to just on a week by week kind of scenario with people is what they really need to to dig into that a little bit more you know yeah perfect love that love that um so listen love that um i think we're gonna try to wrap it up around now um Larry, if, if anyone listening to us now wants to learn more about what you do um what is, actually what is it exactly with talking about obviously the affiliate itself um yeah. and um obviously your coaching and kind of where to find you yeah like we've um it's a couple of different ways like i don't want to list out my service and like been whoring myself out there <laughs> but uh we have our affiliate coaching, which is, it's basically a, we call it a lifestyle, a sustainable lifestyle approach to training and nutrition. It's kind of like everything we've just talked about, essentially. Um, that's our kind of group coaching model. Uh, we've just launched as well our macro management course, which is kind of a, a six-week educational piece uh, that we deliver like weekly content on, um, basically building those foundations and like, teaching people like, because a lot of people will come in and they're, you know, there's this, it's a completely different language that people in the fitness industry talk and like that people who are au fait with the talk and we're like talking about macros and like people genuinely don't know what protein is or they don't know what fats or carbohydrates are. They don't know, you know, what to expect with these things or how to manage them or what they look like or what they, you know, how to, to even cook them or put them together on a plate or what it looks like as an end product. And it's like, we have this step-by-step -step kind of taking them through that journey over six weeks, knowing that like, right, it's not going to give them all the solutions to their problems, but that it um, gives them a lot of tools to be able to kind of put in place. Uh, for the long road that they're in so that's our that's our macro management course that's new it's been going down pretty well um outside of that we look up together affiliate coaching but like if anyone wants to, to know more about this they can then hit up our website it's larrydoylecoaching.ie um or they can go onto my instagram it's i even forget my own handle it's like larry underscore doyle underscore coaching um but we're always open for dms and stuff if people want to hit us up and kind of have a, a chat about anything um i'm not like sale 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 pitch 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 all the time it's like we'll actually you know, give you a bit of a dig out in the DMs um, and allow people to kind of, you know, come to us with questions because a lot of people are afraid to ask like silly questions. And I'm like, there is none. You know, the only bad question is one you don't ask essentially of that too. So we want to be able to have that contact with people. And actually like, that's where I'll spend a lot of my time is like in the DMs where like we're literally just chatting to people um, about their nutrition, about their training, about their lifestyle, about stuff like that too. And kind of giving them those hints and, and, and ideas and tips about how they can manage it that little bit better. Um, and I guess that's our approach of, of what we do in a nutshell. Fantastic. Listen, love that. Um, yeah. So Larry, listen, I want to thank you so, so much for hopping on today and taking time out to, Chat about all this thing is very, very, very valuable episode to anyone watching this. It's a, it's a big, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's an issue people are kind of aware, but kind of unaware of at the same time. And I think it's be really kind of helpful for anyone to kind of anyone listen, kind of you know, take everything from this and kind of implement as best they can.
Yeah, I get like, see this, I, I would love to go into more detail, but we kind of yeah. have to be a little bit vague with it, you know, because yeah. I mean? it's, it's uh, like we need to have those specific scenarios. And I, I, I think we managed to go through the whole thing without saying it depends, <laughs> but like, yeah, <laughs> I think that's like an achievement to talk about fitness and health without saying it depends. Um, and also not talking in absolutes too. So like, uh, what I would like to, to essentially have people th- from this is like that they're just thinking differently, you know, about, about the questions they might ask or the approaches they might take, as opposed to like, here's exactly what to go do. Um, because they need to have that kind of like person dependent approach with it, you know? So that's, yeah, I hope there's some value to be taken away from it all and apply later on down the road for people. Amazing. Brilliant. So Larry, thanks so much for hopping on. And guys, thanks so much for listening to episode nine of the Coach Ben podcast. Um, if you want to check out Larry again, there's Instagram's Larry underscore, underscore Doyle underscore coaching. Or again, if you want to get into him in terms of working with intermediate affiliate or his, um, his what is it, the macro? Macro management. Macro management. Fantastic. Just get in touch there. Guys, thanks so much for, for tuning in, guys. And we will catch you next week.